0: I wouldn't be worrying about me, old man. I doubt those rickety bones can even sit a horse for a hundred miles. The two cowboys said, huh, we'll just see, back and forth. We'll see about that, won't we? Ivan Dodge was wearing a new pair of fringed leather chaps with silver conchas, and the old cowboy couldn't help but make fun of his fancy outfit. When they mounted up and loped off as their pocket watches marked five, they were still exchanging barbs about the young cowboy's sense of direction, famously bad, and the old cowboy's bones, famously stiff, which amused everyone greatly. The gamblers were in high spirits, and they told and retold the best retorts to newcomers as they arrived wanting details about the start of the race. The day took on the atmosphere of a summer fair. Spectators congregated at the three change stations, but by far the largest crowd gathered at the Buffalo Stone, which was the finish as well as the start of the race. Town families walked the short distance to the stone, and farmers and their wives and children came on horseback or in wagons from all directions, by road or cross-country. They brought picnics, A fiddler showed up, no one seemed to know him, and he played jigs and folk songs to entertain the women and children. The local newspaper man took pictures, although he wasn't much interested in the farmers and their families, and wished he could ride with the two cowboys and capture the race as it unfolded. Like the gamblers, all he could do was wait for the finish. The two riders went north from the stone, past the Torgensen homestead, past the Swan Valley Cemetery with its one lonely marker for Herbert Swan, the first settler in the area to die, then along a soft dirt road for twenty miles, all the way to the Lindstrom Place and the new schoolhouse, the first change station. A good well in the schoolyard, but no time for much of a break. West into the sand hills, the sun just beginning to climb in the eastern sky, up the first big dune to the top, sharp-edged ridges breaking away like crusted snow, rivers of sand cascading down. Ahead of them, a wilderness, endless miles of sand and grass. No fences, no farms at all until they came to the Varga homestead and the second change station, where the Varga brothers and their families had begun construction of a Catholic church so the visiting priest would have a proper place to conduct the mass. Fresh horses waiting by the newly laid stone foundation. A drink from another good well. The warm smell of sweat and leather, and then south into the heat of the day. No active dunes now, just low rolling hills, august brown and stabbed with the blue-green of sage. Muted colors sliding by under the horses' long trotting strides the mercury at its peak for the day, the air so hot it's hard to breathe, heat waves blurring the land ahead. Then, relief. Down a sandy cut bank into a coulee, deer scatterings, a doe and her twins separated in the excitement. At the bottom, a spring-fed creek, an oasis of sorts shaded by willow and poplar trees. Such respite from the sun, The temptation strong to wait here until later in the day. But after a brief stop, back up into the heat and a stretch of good flat land. Farms cropping up again on this stretch. Small clabbered houses and newly erected pasture fences. Newly patented wire gates to open and close. And then the east-west rail line where someone has planted a union jack and people are waiting for the last change of horses. Twenty-five miles to go in the blistering sun, straight east through open grassland, soft rolling hills, an endless graveyard of bleached cattle bones, sober reminders of the previous winter storms, the rise and fall of landscape, the monotony of up-and-down, Twenty-five miles going on and on and feeling like the whole hundred all over again. Until, finally, the creek that winds toward Juliet. Water for man and horse, then up and out of the draw. The pace quickening with the...